Good morning, and welcome to Car Thoughts with David. Hope you guys are having a fantastic Monday so far, and uh, just want to uh, thank you guys again for listening. Thank you for, uh, you know, subscribing. Thank you for sending feedback and reviews, everything you're doing. I couldn't be motivated to continue doing this without you, so thank you. I just want to remind you guys that I do have the social media, Facebook, and Twitter accounts set up for the show. You can follow me on Twitter at CarThoughtsDave, and you can also uh, find the Facebook page by searching Car Thoughts with David. Uh, you'll know both uh, sites because you'll see pictures of my white Volkswagen Passat, and so that'll be a good way to identify me. That's what I thought. So uh, I certainly appreciate all of your support, and if you have any questions, queries, you know, feel free to send them. I will respond to you as quickly as possible. And if you have any thoughts you'd like me to talk about, I certainly uh, would uh, welcome that. And um, you know, I'll definitely give you a shout out if I'm if I come up with anything worthwhile to say, uh, which I hope I will. <laughs> so uh, you know, again, send me those that, those thoughts, and I will uh, think about them and put them in a show. So what I was thinking about is, uh, you know, I was actually at my parents house I was having breakfast on Sunday morning and one thing my dad talked about was how it's so hard to find workers nowadays that are willing to do certain jobs you know your normal typical work a day blue collar American jobs and you know I told him I said you know what, what I see is the problem is most people are to the point where they're just quite frankly fed up with working in a job where the corporation that they're working for doesn't really care about them you know, they get a meager 1% raise, if that. They might get a small bonus every year. And then their health insurance gets cut back, their retirement gets cut back, their 401k gets cut back, and the cost of living continues to go up well beyond 1%. So every year they have to budget tighter and live closer to the mark because they, you know, can't live off of an only 1% pay raise. And, um, you know, I said, I told them that... Uh, you know, I think that's really the problem is it's hard to find good help that's willing to put up with that kind of treatment. You know, people want to be treated like human beings, and why shouldn't they? So, you know, we had that discussion, and it, you know, went on rather lengthily. But, you know, that's really, at the end of the day, the problem, I think, is that more companies need to really look at their employees as human beings and not as numbers, you know, employee IDs. You know, they need to treat them better. They need to work with them. I mean, he said it where he's working, it's so bad getting people who actually know how to do the job that they're actually calling people uh, that have retired recently to come to certain factories and work as a consultant just to get them up, you know, and running again because they're having so many problems with their process. And, yeah, it's really, to me, that's crazy that you'd have to call somebody who's retired back into service as a consultant when you have thousands of employees who could do the job. So, you know, it's really it's really kind of a changing landscape. I mean, you know, back when my dad was young and we first moved down here to Charlotte, you know, he took whatever jobs he could get because he had two young kids to raise, he had a wife, he had to rebuild his credit because we you know, lost our home because he was unemployed up in Ohio. And, you know, it really really was tough and he did what he had to to survive well nowadays you know back then you didn't have all these alternate types of jobs you could do you know nowadays you do and so it's going to be harder and harder for people to companies to find 
real jobs or real employees for these jobs if they are not, you know, treating their employees with respect. Um, you know, take for example, Saturday I was actually um, out and I saw the World Dodgeball Championships on ESPN. And no, I'm not joking. You can look it up. It really happened. The event for the World Dodgeball Champions was held at Madison Square Garden. And yeah, so I decided to look up because I was talking with one guy about it. I decided to look up what the average salary for a dodgeball player is. And you would be surprised. For the average dodgeball player, the salary runs about $70,000. That's more than most people in America make. By a lot. <laughs> so, would I rather work as a fry cook at McDonald's? Or if I could get into good shape, you know, be a professional dodgeball player? Yeah, I think I would go for that. There are people who work and live completely off of streaming from Twitch or YouTube. Um, there are people that, you know, have all of these amazing jobs that you would never have thought of 10 years ago that they don't need to work in some factory where they're going to be treated like crap and probably end up getting some form of cancer because they're breathing in all these chemicals. So, you know, that's really the problem we're faced with. So I really think that corporations are going to need to take a look, step back and say, hey, we need to come up with incentives because we need people. And I mean, I have heard of companies that are in this boat where they're having trouble getting employees. As a matter of fact, at my dad's work, I know they, a couple years ago, they were trying to hire about 600 people and they had over 6,000 applicants and they hired 600 of the best people from that group that they could find and lost a lot of them because once the people actually got there and started working, they were like, forget this and left. You know, I mean, my dad said even, you know, within the first couple of days, there were people quitting. And now granted, the job's not impossible. I worked at that factory as well for a summer job and it was not, you know, hard work, but the way you were treated was definitely bad. I mean, I was pulled on all kinds of jobs. I was pulled on jobs I probably shouldn't have been put on. Um, I actually ended up pulling a muscle in my chest because my supervisor put me in a job um, hauling these 300-pound dollies around. And I had to tip them up and hook them into this train thing that actually carried the dollies around to go back to the beginning of the assembly line and ended up pulling a muscle in my chest as a result because the person that trained me didn't really know how to do it and so I ended up getting injured on the job and the supervisor didn't care and expected me to continue doing the job and I'm like listen I can't do this I need at least a day to let this recover you know I've went into the, I went to the nurse I went to urgent care they told me to stay on light duty for a couple of days you can't just put me back on this job and she's like no you've got to do it so you know, it, it, it wasn't the work, it was the way I was treated was the problem. Now, granted, I didn't stay there just simply because, you know, they lay off people all the time when business is slow and I need a job that, you know, is not going to lay me off, you know, every couple of years I need a job that I can work at. So I didn't stay there, but still, it was one of those things that, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't going to put up with nowadays. So I really think that there needs to be a change in the, uh, the atmosphere, the, in the corporate atmosphere, you know, for blue-collar jobs and some of the lower-end white-collar jobs where they're going to have to say, you know what, we need people and we need to treat them like people so that when, 
you know, when this happens, um, you know, and all this shift starts happening, that they actually realize that, you know, if we don't treat these people right, we're not going to have employees, and if we don't have employees, we're not going to have customers. So um, that's my, my bit for today. I'm keeping it kind of short, um, but, uh, you know, just wanted to throw that out there. Like I said, it was a conversation I had with my dad and just throwing out my ideas and my thoughts on on the uh, workforce environment in America. And uh, we'll definitely get you another episode out tomorrow. Sorry, this one was a little bit late, but... Hey, everybody. David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just wanted to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well... If you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good, but sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50. So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can, you know, keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So by all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you guys. And I could not do any of this without your support. So when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.